What's going on, everybody? This is Dan, a.k.a. Red, here. Uh, this is going to be a shorter episode than the norm. Um, unfortunately, uh, I am just exhausted today, man. Uh, I've been working out all the time, training all the time. As like, as I said, I'm trying to get ready for the BLEC course. Uh, so I'm staying busy. I, I've unfortunately had a couple calls I had to make this morning, so it's why it set me off, and it's 11 o'clock. Uh, so it's not going to be a long episode, but it's going to be an episode regardless. I hope y'all really enjoy it. Um, hopefully you can hear me over the music. I did lower it a little bit. I just love it. That's why I'm playing it still. I know it's <laughs> going into me admitting in and there we go. Now back to quietness. Um, so we're going to be talking about uh, a possible, and I, this is all new to me, so I'm learning as uh, as you are. Um, I, I'm a part of Reddit, and I got a little a little uh, message thing that popped up and said possible Skinwalker sighting, and I'm going to read um, the experience that these people had. But first, we're going to do what we always do. Let's get to know each other a little bit uh, better. Um, I like to talk about my day and how things are going. Yesterday went by pretty good. Um, thankfully, not too many bumps in the road. Today's going by pretty decent. Thankfully, again, not too many bumps in the road. Uh, and we're just going to keep on going, you know, got to keep on pushing forward um, regardless of uh, what's going on. Yesterday, so I worked out uh, and uh, let's go back a bit. I took over a year off of working out of, of any kind. You know, at the very least, I used to do push-ups all the time and, and some sit-ups and try to keep me somewhat, you know, fit and jog every now and then. Uh, but I completely took off because um, everything that was going on with my neck, I was just it was just getting to be too much between my neck and my back. It was really just too much for me. Uh Fast forward, I had to get a couple shots done, Got had to get a, I believe it's called an RFA, and um, even even moving forward now, beyond that, uh, you know, so I, I decided, because all the craziness going on in this <laughs> crazy, crazy world, um, it, that you know we need to step up uh, we all need to step up as human beings and try to better ourselves and do do some kind of good out there and i felt i would give it a shot i'm not sure if i can do it or not honestly uh physically i'm not sure i could do it um but i'm gonna try and uh try until uh you know we figure things out um, so I started jump right back into the whole training thing and hey matrix, how you doing today? Thanks for joining the show. I'm just talking about my last couple of days real quick and then I'm getting into a story about a supposed uh, possible skinwalker um, sighting. But thanks for joining. definitely appreciate it. Uh, so I took a, over a year off of doing anything, no, no workouts, no training, no jogging, no nothing. And then jumped into it uh, quickly. 
and it was a very bad like I jogged three days in a row and I was surprised I jogged the third day because on the third day when I woke up I'm walking around like probably a hundred year old man moving around extremely gingerly like it was probably comical to watch me move around I just see my my brother eye dagger uh he just popped on now and I'm sure he could tell you too I was moving around like an old man it was probably funny to see, but not funny for me, you know? I mean, I'm laughing right now because I know it, it's it's kind of funny, but uh, it was rough. So I got three days in a row, and um, I was so sore, man, so sore. I decided to jog that third day, you know, just try to power it out. Um, I took a day off, and um what's this thing uh texas roadhouse thingy all right cool i guess um took a day off and try to relax a little bit it helped me out i then i end up joining the gym uh so doing a complete different workout i had one trainer show me uh something else it was to uh, i guess to feel me out to see how flexible strength and all that good stuff and then my other trainer the very next day did the same exact thing to me. So it was like <laughs> torturous for somebody that hasn't, but I like feeling sore, like a certain amount of sore, not the soreness I felt in my legs. That's that was crazy. But then my legs started feeling better. Uh and I jogged again. See, what I normally do is I jog one mile, walk a mile, jog one mile, walk one mile. So I do two miles a day. And you know, try to build myself up. I'm trying to build myself to a mile and a half and trying to get it down in 14, I think it's 14 minutes and around 30 seconds is what we have to do. Um, but, you know, that's pretty much uh, what I was going through. And uh, it was just, it was crazy for me because I'm like, you know, I, I push myself. I probably push myself harder than I really should. I more than likely push myself harder than any trainer would. I, I know when I was doing physical therapy for my neck, I was pushing myself harder than I should. Uh, and I, that's, I know that because I was constantly getting yelled at by my physical therapist. Um, so I had that. Uh, and when your body's just not used to doing it, you you legitly go zero to a hundred um, within a matter of no time. No, not get getting your uh, body used to going through something like that. You're pushing yourself. Uh, so, but like a hero man got buggered. Oh man, Matrix. I'm sorry, you don't have earphones right now. I just seen your message. That sucks. Uh, yeah. So, and normally I know my limitations. I try to push beyond my limitations. I always try to do it. I did it again yesterday. Um, I was trying to do uh, like uh, not box jumps, though as big as it was, it really should have been. But you go up and down a stair, up and down a box. You know, you get tap tap both feet, tap tap both feet. You know, so it's pretty much a one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. And um, uh, 
That's fine. Uh, and then um, your legs. Like the first time I, I got 30, and it was rough, but I got to 30, right? Because you're moving your arms, you're moving your legs, moving your arms, moving your legs. Uh, and then the second one, I got to 30, but like I was barely getting my legs up. And it's probably a 16 inch, 12 to 16 inch uh, difference. I know the ones that when I do the actual test is going to be smaller. I figured though, if I'm doing a big one, that the, the bigger ones is going to be a little bit harder and, and definitely more of a challenge. So that's why I went that route. And let me tell you, when you have taken yourself out of the game for such a long time and you are not in the shape you used to be in and you decide you're going to push yourself, it's going to push yourself. You're going to, you're, you're going to feel it. And I mean, I was doing the push ups, um, we're taking the 15th to 30 second break. Um, the, the same thing with the, the, the up downs with the, the box. Uh, I did a 500 meter, um, row, which I, I, I think I made pretty good time with that. Uh, it was a little bit over, I think it was like two minutes and maybe 20 seconds, something like that. So that was the second time in a while I've done that. Um, and I did, of course, my ab workout, and I only did uh, a decline ab workout. I couldn't see where the rest of these ab machines were supposedly at, so I was curious to that. Um, and my abs were hurt. You know, but apparently I got I got core muscle. You know, my core is decently strong somehow. I, I don't know how. I think uh, I'm pretty flabby right now. I don't have that six packs I used to. So um, it's going to be a work in progress. But uh, so, yeah, there was it was just a it, it's been an interesting um, adventure, really, and trying to push through and uh push myself and really i i honestly think i i need a trainer not as much to push me but maybe to say hey all right just take it easy relax because by the time i got done with everything i i was on the way to my car i didn't even make it to the car and i started feeling something horrible like i thought i was gonna pass out um and it was super hot and humid yesterday too so that did not help. As I'm walking outside, that hits you on top of what you're already feeling. You're like, oh, what the hell? Um, ah, there we go. Adam wants to uh, – he must have been off the crapper. What's going on? <laughs> What's up, bro? Oh, not much. Just going through uh, how yesterday was for a little bit. I'm making this a short show. Um. Right, um, that guy never answered his door, man. Recover. What time is his thing? 11? 10? Call her again. Call call that number up again. And uh, if you uh, get nothing, I will call her up. But we, we've got to get that done. Uh, yeah, I already spoke to her, man. It, he works graveyard shifts, so I don't think he's getting up before noon. Yeah, but she should be able to get get him up at least. We need to we have him on the schedule. We can't not do it. I know. Especially since right now we don't have. All right, we we're talking about business and we shouldn't be. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. So anyway, so I'm making some car. Day, man. 
Uh, it's actually, uh, does it show on there? It should say good morning, a bit of coffee, and skinwalkers and more, which I'm not sure about the more part quite yet. I guess the more part could count is what I'm talking about right now. Um, but skinwalkers, it's a possible sighting. Uh, I'm going to read the possible sighting. It looks like it's something short, so uh, like extremely short. It's only like a paragraph long, so it looks like they're uh, just explaining something that they've seen or they think they've seen. Um. So yeah, yesterday I, I make it into my car, and man, I thought I, I honestly did not know if I was gonna make it home. And my house is probably two and a half to three miles away from this gym. Um, I was so drained that I thought I was gonna pass out. That I was mentally fighting myself to stay awake and, and keep on going. And it, and since I took a pre-workout, pre-workouts will keep you going. I mean, when when I first took the pre-workout, I, I was still feeling it all damn day. I couldn't even sleep. Uh, so I was like, no, I need to start working out early, like early mornings because afternoons and this pre-workout stuff hits me. This is trouble if I'm if I'm dealing with this all day because it just keeps you energized. But even the pre-workout was not. Uh, even though I could feel it working, it was not where it was like keeping me awake. And I honestly thought I was just going to pass out. I, I overworked my body uh, indefinitely and I was feeling super nauseous uh, from it. And that's just what happens when you overwork yourself. So of course, you know, you got to continue to intake water and, and do that. Thankfully, uh, my brother Adam is on uh, right now with us. Called me and we were talking about work, Hi. but I could not talk about work because I could barely focus. But I was able to talk to him and try to kind of help me maintain the ability to stay aware at the very least to make it home. And as soon as I got home, that was pretty much over for me. I, I walked straight into. The, the house trying to cool off, you know, I had ice cold water waiting for me. It was a, uh, it was a rough one by, by far a rough one. Um, so that's how my day went. Uh, but Adam, I guess Adam could talk to you and let you know about his day. Also, before he does, I want everybody to know, please give us a follow on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter on monster investigators of america or monsters america on twitter either one that is us um it's just one pro it's just one profile but that's us for, for some reason we show up underneath two different names um you could also follow us on facebook monster investigators of america uh and if you like the show you enjoy the show uh please hit up the like not just hit up a like but hit up the share as well um, we do our best to try to maintain content throughout the time. Uh, again, I'm normally starting between 7 a.m. and 9 a.m. in the morning. This morning, I got a little carried away with some of the stuff I was trying to get done uh, for the whole uh, BLET program. Um, so there is that. Uh, I still have a lot of stuff to do, and I have no idea if they're going to – well, I'm pretty sure all the places I have to call are not open during the weekend. I got to wait until Monday now. Uh, I still got a lot of work. I got to get the whole house cleaned up and, and 
and done up and whatnot. So we will see. Um, so Adam, why don't you talk about uh, how your how your day was? Today, <laughs> it actually worked right for one, so I'm kind of happy about that. <laughs> yeah, got that right. Last week, yeah, a little bit on the weird side, without a doubt. Yeah, it's been a bit nutty of a week. Um, my eldest son, he's uh, shipping out the 11th of next month. Very proud of him. You know, he good kid. He's ah, I, okay. Uh, just a quick uh, comment, Dan. Yeah. He's not going to be able to get up until about three. So I think we just reschedule him for later on in the day. We can get it blasted out. That's fine. As long as it's rescheduled for today, let's just make sure that happens. Dun, 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 dun. <sighs> this is what happens when it's supposed to be surprised. That's what you get. So. Yeah. Well, say lovey. <clears throat> I kind of feel bad for the son. I mean, think about it. His his birthday gift is my ugly ass. <laughs> Happy birthday, dude! <laughs> Happy birthday! That's right, uh, Big Trent's gonna be heading out doing his very own thing soon. He's gonna be heading into the military. Uh, ah, that was loud! Very, uh, very proud of him. Hopefully he doesn't, uh, go out, uh, Hopefully he's working out and, and not following after his father in that sense. <laughs> like I need I'll to lose weight. Sometime. Ugh. Actually, that is one of the things I've been wanting to talk to you about. What's that? Because, like, and, and this is for the listeners. You could look at me and Dan and go, wait, what happened? <laughs> Especially from, like, if you look at me and mine and Dan's younger brother, what should we call our, our, our younger brother? <laughs> uh, Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's a regular. That's a regular on the show. Um. Skunk Ape. <laughs> How about we just call him Thud? Come on, man. You're taking my 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 character's nickname and giving it to him. What in the world? Alright, alright. Uh pound cake. That'll work. <laughs> hey, did my shit cut out? Hello? I'm here. Uh, okay. My audio cut out for some reason. And it just did again. No, you're well you're still I still hear you. Oh, okay. I just was I just wasn't talking, so it didn't cut out. I just wasn't talking. I don't talk when other people talk. I respond afterwards. I'm willing to doubt that comment. <laughs> Unless I get <laughs> aggravated. <laughs> Oh, dude. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, saw a car, man. I have never seen anything like it. It uh, was a Koenigsegg. 
Have you ever seen these things? What is it? A coning seg. A coning seg? Yeah. Apparently it's made in Germany, man. I have never seen a vehicle like this. I've I've never heard of it. What's going on for Boot? Thank you for coming in. Koenig said, that's it, yeah. My man, he'd know. <laughs> All right, I got to make a right here. But yeah, dude, that thing, it's got the um, the power to weight ratio is one to one. It's how the ve this vehicle gets its name. What? what? Okay, that's it for Boone's getting banned. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've driven some killer cars. I mean, I've driven an SRT Dodge Viper, Plymouth Prowlers. I mean, some really awesome cars, but I've never seen anything like that. Anything is half electric. Hey, Red, you there? Yeah, I'm listening to you. You impatient I, little bastard. I'm not used to you being quiet. Well, I'm tired, <laughs> yeah, and B. So deal with it. I'm forcing <laughs> myself to do this podcast right now. That's how tired hey, I am. I love doing oh, the podcast, but I'm forcing myself to do it because I'm just exhausted. All right. I've been trying to tell you, man. It's, but yeah, dude, this thing's like half gas, half electric. It's got like 800, it's like, excuse me, like 912 horses. And it only weighs 912 pounds. It is like so insanely balanced and it's all wheel drive. The freaking, the amount of like engineering in it. This guy's a. F oh shit. Gotta make a lift. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. That thing is utterly sick. Oh, there goes Gladiator. So, yeah, about this, uh, dude, tell me about this Skinwalker sighting. I'm curious. Yeah, all right, so we'll check this out right now, and I'm as I'm reading it, it's the first time that I'm actually even uh, reading it, so it's, here we go. This just happened. My girlfriend and I went for a walk today, and this was just posted 11 hours ago, so this is as fresh as can be. Um went for a walk today as we are both trying to walk a daily exercise and more. While we were walking, we saw a shadow moving towards us about 300 feet away. A car turned down the rural road and illuminated the shadow. But as the light hit, it begun, <laughs> excuse me, it begun running to the side of the road. We were walking into the woods, a field. By the time the cars had left, the running man had disappeared and didn't go into the field. Was we have all right? I'm sorry, but this is how they how they spelt it, so it's gonna sound weird. Um, we has flashlights, so what they meant to say is we had flashlights and was watching the figure. 
We never saw the figure the more we walked past the field, but felt super uncomfortable. My girlfriend is Navajo and has had an other experiences with walkers. And as soon as we noticed it, she got deathly afraid. Also, we live about 30 minutes from the Gallup, New Mexico, and are pretty close to reservations all around us. Has anyone else had any similar experiences? Now, nobody replied to this yet because it's still uh, only 11 years old. So um, very, very interesting. That's weird. Um, so apparently they believe that, see, I'm not sure. Skinwalkers, I've, I haven't really heard of them turn into shadows, but the way he's describing makes it sound like it's a shadow person. Unlike a skinwalker, but I can understand why his girlfriend, especially since his girlfriend uh, was Navajo, um, got afraid and was scared because they've dealt with, uh, you know, skinwalkers for centuries. I did read something else the other day that uh, somebody was saying how they're so sick and tired of how everybody else is trying to copy that nap pose with the skinwalkers. Um, so I want to say this. Skinwalkers is not strictly Navajo. Navajo is, however, um, uh, more the, the skinwalkers is built more into their system because of the story behind their version of the skinwalkers. Uh, but skinwalkers are throughout the whole Native American culture, not just Navajo. They're legitimately throughout the entire culture. So Sinair is saying that it's just Navajo thing. No, Navajo, the, the, the story, at least one of the stories that I know behind the whole Navajo skinwalker deal is that the Navajos were getting hunted by another tribe. The way that they defended themselves was to turn themselves into skinwalkers that help fight against that because the other tribe, what they were doing is they were catching, uh, capturing other Native American tribes along with the Navajos and they were selling them as slaves and also killing and murdering the ones that didn't want to cooperate. So that Navajos fought back and they turned themselves into skinwalkers. So that's a, a, a decently famous story. Um, but just because it's a famous story doesn't mean that that's where they originated from. Because uh, Navajos, whether you call them healers, um, medicine men, uh, and, and the many other names that you have for them. So for some reason, they're also witches. Uh, they get turned into a skinwalker by doing something against their, their nature. Their nature is to help people. So instead of helping people, they kill people. So then they turn, they get turned into a Navajo. Uh, they, pardon me, they get turned into a skinwalker as part of a curse. Um, so yeah, uh, it, it's definitely a, a cool little sighting, especially since it's only 11 years old. Uh, but to me. I'm not 100% sure if that was a skinwalker that they've seen. Did they see something? I'm sure they've seen something. Um, 
because sometimes it's not just only seeing it, but always also something inside you that says, all right, man, this might be that something seems a little bit off about what what's in front of us. Something doesn't quite seem right. You know, it's, it seems like it might be a little bit more dangerous than what we're trying to do right now. Uh, so that's something that you have. And it's it's definitely without doubt probably hard to get over. You know, seeing stuff like that. And apparently his girlfriend has had encounters with skinwalkers uh, throughout her life. So there's also, you know, that impression. Maybe she knew right away when she's seen it. That's definitely a skinwalker. Maybe to his eyes, he thought it was a shadow. That could possibly be a skinwalker. I would love to ask them questions about it, though. That's to me, that's just a great, I mean, fresh sighting. Whether it's a shadow person or skinwalker, awesome sighting. Oh, so, there was an accident. Surprise. I've seen a lot lately. Yeah, me too. Not freaking <laughs> hey, stuff. I'm not there yet. <laughs> um, but, so, yeah, yeah there's, there's definitely that. Uh, so... I don't know what 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 do you think about that story? Well, it's it is you're you're right. It doesn't seem like the classic skinwalker, you know, canon. But that being said, you know, if this woman has had multiple encounters, she's obviously been in the woods and, you know, in these rural areas quite a bit. And I'm sure you can attest to this fact that you do get a you get a certain sharpness of your instincts. You know when there's something out of place, even if you can't uh, explain it. You just get that sense, like it's like your subconscious telling the rest of you, "Hey, yo, hold up, something's not right." That that doesn't. That switch in your mind does not flip for no reason. Right? Oh, definitely. Normally when a switch in your mind goes off, it's it's something where you have to uh you know, you, you gotta try to listen to. And and you know, it, it's a term like, all right, so this is what we got going on. You know, let me let me let me see why that, that switch just went off, you know, what's telling me that I gotta be careful. Uh, sometimes, you know, it happens a lot to people that are hiking. I mean, they were out walking in a rural area. Um, so it happens to people that are just out walking in rural areas, whether you're hiking, camping. Um, sometimes you got to listen to that and just be, you know, maybe it's just a warning. Say, hey, be careful. You know, we got this feeling something's happening. Uh, there's, there's that. Yeah, and I mean, also... And this kind of on a genetic level is the Navajo were hunters and woodsmen for thousands more years than any European. It, it just by nature has bred them to be some of the best woodsmen. And those instincts do not disappear. It doesn't happen in dogs, it doesn't happen in cats, it doesn't happen in lions, it doesn't happen in humans. All right. 
No, exactly. Well, I mean, I, I'm sure the I'm sure other animals do have that little something. Especially, I'm gonna say dogs, especially have something before even sometimes we know what's going on. They'll they could tell that something's not quite right and try to give some warning ahead of time. But then we have that little that little tiny switch in us that is like, all right, um, something's definitely not right here. We need to get we need to figure out what's going on, or we need to get out of here. Even if it's not uh, just a straight up run reflex, it's, you know, it puts you on guard like, okay, hold up, wait a minute. Now, this has been one thing I've been wondering is there's a lot of stories around the skinwalkers. And this isn't something we've uh, delved into too deeply is amongst other cultures, not just, you know, Navajo and other, you know, Native American tribes. Is there anything that would be at least analogous to them? Like the whole concept of the fallen shaman getting cursed? Well, that's the thing. That's the the fallen shaman are supposedly, you know, they're the ones that turn into skinwalkers. Uh, but the Navajo wise, the, the Navajo wise is the, o- the only story I've heard of somebody actually turning themselves purposely to defend themselves, um, into skinwalkers. That's the only one I've ever heard of. So that's a very, uh, very different concept than everybody else. Everybody else, it's either the shamans or healers uh, you know, medicine men, um, that are normally there to try to help you, heal you, um, not just physically, but spiritually, end up doing the exact opposite of what's in their true nature. Yeah, I think we ought to look into this a bit more. Yes, Rabud, you're right. So skinwalkers can, uh, turn into or disguise themselves as an animal. Uh, I don't know about possession, but I do know they could turn themselves into and disguise themselves as an animal. A lot of times it's a, it's either a wolf, uh, fox, Coyote. um, coyotes. They also have, uh, owls, um, and, and different types of birds, birds as well. But the main thing, a lot of the times that people will see when they see a skinwalker is some kind of like either a face of a wolf or a face of a coyote. And you can tell blatantly that it's different, acting different than what normal animals, you know, act. So I think it's definitely a uh, cool thing to say, to say the very least. The Den, how's it going? Um <laughs> To, to discuss and try to find out more about I'm actually going to read there's there's a apparently there's Skinwalker movie identification uh, so apparently there's a movie on Skinwalkers uh, which I, I have heard about but I didn't I thought it was there was the one I heard about I think it was newer than three years ago uh, and he says spoilers huh so he watched a movie about three years ago that I have not been able to find again yes. so he he watched it and couldn't find it after afterwards, but I, I think I have seen it on I want to say Amazon Prime. 
Um, the plot in some is some guy from the city takes his family out in the forest for some bonding while they are there. A strange events around them and random people start to die. The local police start to suspect the newcomers that had arrived just before the killing started. And the dad of this little family becomes super paranoid about protecting his family. I think he gets in. I think he got injured. That's what they said. And he goes further and further down off the deep end and starts to hallucinate seeing the Wendigo in trees himself becoming a Wendigo, etc. All right. So that's not a skinwalker. All right. Wendigo and skinwalkers are, are two different things. Um, almost based off of this. I don't think it's just, I'm not sure. The one that I've seen that's on Amazon Prime, I know isn't a Stephen King one, but the one that he's talking about sounds like it could possibly be a Stephen King movie just because the setup sounds a little bit uh, like something that Stephen King would do. Um, but uh, that's not that's not Skinwalkers. That's, that's uh, Sleepwalkers. Really? Oh, I'm going to have to check that out. All right. Very cool. Um, but, uh, skinwalkers and with the Wendigo are, are two different things, almost based off of the same concept, uh, except skinwalkers are with, you know, uh, shaman, medicine, man, healers that go against their nature and they kill somebody. Wendigo, uh, there's like a super famous story, a, a native American, uh, he ended up killing his entire family, entire family wife, children, and all. And um, he turned into a Wendigo. Now, the townsfolk went in to check in on them and got killed. And this happened a couple times. To finally, long, the, the sheriffs were like, all right, we have to go and check this out. What is going on? Why are these people disappearing? They're going in checking on them and the family. Nobody's come back yet. Something has to be wrong. So they walk around. They make it to this, the big barn. And they get the smell, like the smell of death and rot and all the nastiness, right? Uh, some Native Americans could turn into uh, transform into werewolves. See, that's I didn't know that. That's very, very cool. I'm, I'm gonna have to look into that. That that's definitely cool. Um, which I guess per now werewolves, I'm guessing, are getting uh, called dogmen now. Unless they're two different things, but the way that people describe dogmen are almost the same as they were describing werewolves. So that's that's the weird part. Um, but yeah, with there, the, is, there is a couple. The Wendigo story. They, they had uh, finally bust in. They see. Adam, hold on. I'm not finished. So the sheriff, the sheriff goes in. The sheriff and his posse goes in the barn, checks out, and they see him standing, blood all over his face. Family members, pretty much sprawled out, killed, tore up, you know, eaten. Um, the townsfolk that came in to check on him, eaten, bloodied, torn up. Nobody, none of them are alive, and they had to shoot this guy because he went of course right onto the attack so he went shot him and killed him but that story has been uh is as old as time and 
they, they were doing that. Uh, yeah, you could definitely call in and explain more. Definitely. I just wanted to finish that story up. So uh, definitely go ahead. Be my guest. But that's a legit uh, story. Um, I can't remember what state it took place in, but I, I either New Mexico or Texas, I want to say. So I have to double check on that. It's been a while since I've uh, heard anything about it. But the Dan, if you want to call in and, and uh, explain more, that would definitely be cool because I've I've not really heard about the whole. Uh, Native Americans can transform into werewolves. So, I mean, to me, that's a, definitely some cool knowledge. Yeah, but go ahead, Alan. Yeah. I've heard a couple of lesson, uh, <clears throat> legends where certain very strong warriors are like, it's hard to get a beat on because they're almost treated like demigods, but that they were able to get enough strength and spiritual power together that they could take the aspect of certain animals, wolves, bears, and the like. And it kind of tripped me out because it was very similar to some of my favorite European legends, namely the uh, Loup de Nord of France and the, uh, <clears throat> and, it, and it's always kind of cool to hear about these ones the Irish and Gaelic legends of the Ronin. Right. Because the Ronin, which is, it's kind of an odd name for them, because in Gaelic it means baby seal. You know, everybody hears Ronin, they think, that, you know, the Japanese warrior kind of guy. But these were people that, you know, they were woodsmen and fishermen that were very good at what they did. They were incredible survivalists and they were able to become so in tune with nature that they could become one of those animals. Well, right. And so the same thing with the, the Nordic but, legend that you, you were telling, the Nordic legend that you're talking about with their, their version of the Ronin, the Ronin was pretty much people that did not live inside the villages they lived out in the forest because that's where they believe they they you know belonged um and they were able to survive out there uh with very little effort uh just because they were really the masters of that area um they just mastered living in the woods living in the forest in the wild uh dealing with you know wolves bears and all that stuff uh, on the constant they were called the Ronin because they didn't live with you know everybody else in the village. Even though they would go to the village from time to time, they they didn't live there. And it's I mean it, it is a wild thing that cultures that had very very little to do with each other would have the hey, same legend. Thanks for calling in. Hey, what's up? Hey, hey, it's a pretty interesting show you guys got going on. Uh, thank you, definitely appreciate it. Yeah, very interesting concepts. You know, yeah, some people like if there's some people who are not familiar with Native American culture, and in some Native American cultures, they believe that their uh, warriors, certain warriors in the tribe, they they 
I don't remember how they pronounced it in their language, but it translated was Skinwalker. And they necessarily, uh, what it was is that they, they can transform into certain animals and they can, and, uh, they can use uh, their transformation as a way of war like war purposes to defend, defend them and stuff and uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of it came from like their their shamans their medicine men but these they're, they're I guess like I said like urban legends they're they're Native American urban legends and stuff these stories got passed down to generations of Native Americans and uh, it, it's evolved over time so when I say like werewolf I don't necessarily mean like a werewolf werewolf it's more like they can transform into a wolf. And they okay, look like a wolf, okay. like like that. It's so kind of like kind of like the Twilight, like in Twilight. Y'all seen y'all seen the movie Twilight? Uh, yes, yeah. It's yeah, it's kind of like that, but it, it there's more to it than that. Uh, no, it's it's really interesting. I mean, y'all can, y'all can look all this stuff up about about the Native American culture, like what they what they what they believe in and their 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 medicine men believe in. Or shamans believe in whatever you want to call it. the same thing tomato tomato, um, but uh, yeah, it's very interesting uh, learning about this stuff. Uh, it's it just uh, their mentality of how they explain certain events and, and thoughts in their culture and how they and usually they use that uh, skinwalker thing as uh, as a form of how they describe how their warriors have incredible strength that they were able to call upon this strength and from out of nowhere and stuff and it was just it was just you know one of those things that they they, they strongly believed in that they were able to call the elements or the animals of, of the of the world to be their strength you know or give them strength it's very interesting oh it definitely is i mean the uh just the, the stories behind them alone is if to me, I love stuff like that. So listening and hearing um, the different stories from Native American culture, uh, uh, like the difference between uh, the Navajo, uh, at least the stories that I know, and other Native American tribes um, is that they, they well, as you're saying, they became uh, this kind of skinwalkers and, and warriors to, to fight off the other tribe that was actually trying to sell them as slaves and kill them. So, right. to me, I think that's that's awesome because I've that's the only account I think I've ever heard of of uh, a Native American tribe actually doing something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, and they also believe like they have like uh, if if you look at it uh, in Native American history, that a lot of Native Americans believe like in certain forest or wooded areas that those were like holy places where spirits roam and stuff and and that's they believe that's where their warriors got their their skinwalker powers was from those certain areas just for being able to travel in and come out alive and it's like i said it's real fascinating native american culture it's really fascinating interesting how they came up with their i guess you could say like deities and that what they thought about the dead and stuff like that yeah, I think too. Like, uh, if you really go back with Native American culture, uh, especially when it comes to like Sasquatch, mm. you know. Uh, I mean, I know not all tribes um, 
got along with the Sasquatch, but I know there's other stories with tribes where, you know, they looked at them as they were guardians and, and uh, guides too, that to, to help them, uh, you know, understand certain things and, and also protect them while they're uh, a lot of times protect them while they're out on hunting. Um, so to, to me, with the, I always say history is to me, history is evidence. If you, if you have something that's a, like Native Americans has been around for hundreds and hundreds of years, um, thousands of years. And they have a long history that they actually kept track, you know, of the entire time, uh, whether it's, you know, drawings or uh, even cave drawings or, um, oh man, my mind has slipped. Uh, I can't believe I forget the name of the, it's a, uh, uh, the pole. I can't believe I need, I completely forget the name of it. I shouldn't, but I'm just so completely tired right now that I can't, uh, cannot remember. Um, but it's a big giant, the poles where they have the different animals, uh, bear, wolf, eagle, um, Sasquatch on them as well. And then they have different spirit animals. I cannot remember the name of it though. I feel like a knucklehead. Talking about like a totem pole thing? Yes. Jeez <laughs> oh, Louise. Brain fart. Yeah, the totem pole. Yeah. Like I knew what it was, but I just could not get the word out of my mouth. I hear you. I made it back to the studio. How's everybody doing? Well, now, Blake, y'all, y'all really want to say something really fascinating about it? Uh, there's a TV show called Unsolved Mysteries, uh, the one where Robert Stack was hosting. Uh, I, I think I want to say it was season three, if I'm not mistaken. And they actually described a uh, unsolved event that was happening. And I believe it was in Arizona. Uh, people that when they were traveling through certain parts of like that uh, of a desert area, they were seeing spirits of like Native Americans, and they were saying that the Native Americans were like transforming into wolves and. Uh, they see spirits of wolves and stuff. It was pretty interesting too, that, that episode. I think there was an episode, I don't know if it was that episode, but there was, an, I remember an episode they were doing a, a special on the Skinwalker. Actually, the story that I told was a part of the ad, that episode. Um, but I've seen that story in other places as well. But uh, there is a story about somebody being on a Greyhound bus driving down uh, Arizona and they seen uh, a well, actually this is a Wendigo. Um, they seen a they seen a Wendigo, and all of a sudden the person that seen it started actually starting to ch- legitly change, and he attacked somebody on that bus. What? Not just attacked, but he attacked and killed the person on the bus, and he was trying to eat the person. So wow. that was uh, crazy. Crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't even imagine, uh, you know, something like that happening where you're just you're, you're sitting down all of a sudden, somebody in front of you is getting attacked and, and you know, trying to trying to eat. Um, Sounds like something out of Resident Evil. <laughs> it really does. It really does. Or Florida. Or Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Florida's famous for that. Oh, yeah. Game. Florida with the, the dude with the bath salts. <laughs> yeah, but there was actually I think five different cases there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the guys go yeah. And they and after they tested it, they there was no bath salts in the system. 
they couldn't find what it was that that made them do that. Uh, but yeah, it's stuff like that, man, really makes you think. And they were like, it, they say how though it's the curse of the Wendigo. So if you, I guess, apparently you look into its eyes or, or whatnot, you could end up transforming to that. Hmm. It could take you over. Oh, uh, we were talking about movies earlier and it brought to mind one. And it's actually one of mine and our younger brother, that fluffy, <laughs> his favorite movies. And it's called the Wendigo. Hmm. And it's, I mean, it has a lot to deal with the Native American history and culture. And it's about an army colonel who gets lost on an expedition. I think and I actually he seen that. slowly becomes a way. It's really cool. I think I've seen it a couple of times, but yeah. So stuff yeah, like that, that uh, and, and Native American history. Sorry. Hi, how's it going, Arrow Slinger? Welcome to yeah, the that show. Movie, that Stevie King movie I was telling you about, that Stevie King Sleepwalkers, they're pretty much... Uh, they're, they're skinwalkers. They're like cat people, but they wear like human skin. And to stay young and stay alive, they have to take the, the beauty or the youth of, of women. It's interesting. It's an interesting movie. Oh, yeah, Stephen King took the whole skinwalkers, the whole skinwalkers thing. He uh, put a little twist to it, but it, it, I mean, it pretty much covers the concept of what a skinwalker is. And the reason why he called it Instead of calling it skinwalkers, he called it sleepwalkers because in the movie, do you remember that um, old song by Santo and Johnny called Sleepwalk? Yes. That they played, yeah, that's why they. Yeah, that's why he called it sleepwalkers because that's like the main song in that movie. So to, to make a play on with sleepwalk and skinwalkers, he combined it together and called it sleepwalkers. See, that's really cool, man. That's, that's why I like... We have people call in, so you get because you get to learn about different things, and yeah. then like, you get the chance to look into it and check check everything out. Uh, <clears throat> Your dog stole my <laughs> Yeah, that's a uh, very cool man. Um, very cool. I like that. I, I want to look into that more because I mean exactly what he was saying. How it like it kind of gave them the power, and that's that's it's. That's also, as you were saying, it's something that's happened in a couple of different places around the world. Um, One thing I, I'd personally be interested in, since we're kind of got like on a Stephen King kick, is to look at the actual mansion or the home of Rose Red. That haunted house. That would be awesome. That actually, um, I actually have that movie on DVD, the Rose Red, and he actually based that off. Of the Winchester Mansion, the, and uh, it's in uh, California. Oh, it's in California. That's a no-go for me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That's, so he he, he based Rose Red off the Winchester man, uh, Mansion, and he based it off of like two other mansions. He combined those three uh, structure types, and uh, he made. I thought he made Rose Red, but I mean, Rose Red is very interesting. Uh, twist on a haunted house. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 and by uh, far. Like, I um, actually got to hang out and meet with Kimberly J. Brown. She plays Annie and Rose Red. I got to hang out with her. Really? Uh, and we were talking. Yeah, we were talking about her movie. Uh, I kind of did like a little interview with her. Uh, we were just chilling, talking, and uh, she was telling me that she really enjoyed making that movie. And she she was telling me, you know. 
it was so weird because in certain scenes that we were filming, the weirdest things will happen. I like a, you've seen the movie, right? Rose Red before? Yes. Okay. Do you remember the scene where they walk into that room and there's a glass floor and it's like a glass room? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then that ghost pops out. Okay. Well, in that scene, she said that while they were filming that scene, uh, behind the cameraman, they had like a table set up with props and uh, another table that had like food and whatever and stuff. Well, she said for some strange reason, one of the props decided to turn on by itself while they were filming that scene. And it felt it just fell over, and she she said that her and a lot of the other actors just freaked out. They were like, "What the hell? How did that turn on?" <laughs> Even the crew members were like, "Um, I didn't push that button." <laughs> That's crazy. Imagine some of you filming, it, you're you're making a film, and all of a sudden you got some weird stuff popping on around, <laughs> especially, especially a movie about a haunted house. But yeah, <laughs> for real. That's and I was actually and then the, the, that's not the first time I heard that happen either. I heard it happen on um. Oh, well, Poltergeist was very famous. For yes. uh, the scene with the clown uh, was trying to stra- uh, strangle the boy. Yep. Uh, while they're filming that scene, the uh, doll, uh, or the, what do you call that? What do we call the animatronic? It malfunctioned and started actually strangling the boy to death. And they thought he was acting. All the crew was just just filming the scene, thought he was acting. They didn't think it was real, and so he started turning blue. And that's when they got scared and pulled the animatronic off of him. That is crazy. And and uh, that boy, uh, anyway, he's a man now, but uh, he's actually making a documentary film about all the weird uh, paranormal uh, incidents that happened while making the movie and after the movie. Almost and the, the the lady who played the the mother and poultry guys, she said that the whole, or the room that she rented uh, when she went or, or the home that she had uh, over there because she moved over there to California to do the filming. Uh, she she said that when she got home after her first day of filming, all her pictures were turned to the side, and so she straightened them all out. She said the next day after she got she was done filming, she said when she got back home, they were all tilted to the side again, and she fixed them again. She was just freaking out that all the pictures kept turning to the side by themselves. She couldn't figure out why, but she said that there was more strange paranormal stuff happening on set, and that they confirmed that they did use real uh, human skeletons and while making that movie, but that scene where the, oh, they fall in the pit. That can definitely do it. That's, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what they were saying. That's what she said. I mean, you can look, you can look this up. Go to uh, Google and type in uh, "Poultry Guys," uh, strange, like strange, strange events with poultry guys, and it will give you a whole list. But my favorite one is that the actor who who was uh, he he wasn't like a, a main actor in that movie. He, he had like a supporting role or a minor character role. He was on an airplane going from. Uh, Cleveland to I don't remember where it was going. It was from Cleveland to I think it was California for filming. And uh, while he was on that plane, one of the uh, the uh, stewardess recognized him as uh, as an actor. And so she bumped him up to first class because he was sitting in coach, and she saved his life by bumping him up to uh, first class because and. and Here's the weird thing. Everybody aboard the plane before it took off, they were all complaining that they were feeling sick. There was something wrong with them. After she bumped them to 
first class, so that when the plane took off, uh, it malfunctioned and they had they uh, it, it it crashed. And where he was sitting at, the person next to him uh, died. There was a couple people that died on that plane, but where he was sitting at originally, he felt that if he did not move from that spot to first class, he would have died with those people. Wow. See, that's crazy. I was yeah. even uh, reading about the whole... It was like a final destination. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> final destination stuff. <laughs> I still think uh, behind the logging truck. But yeah, right? We have so many of them here, too. It's crazy. Um, but that's like the anything, the, An- the Annabelle uh, doll, which is really uh, a Raggedy Ann doll. When they were doing the original first part of that whole series, because it's a super long series, it started before the Annabelle thing did. Um, they were saying how they were over that they had yeah. strange things happen to them constantly throughout the whole entire process, even with the other movies afterwards, like uh, Annabelle Comes Home. Um, and to this date, uh, the wife just passed away last year. And they decided to close that museum. Um, but all the neighbors complained. They do not want anybody trying to go there at all. Because they say they could feel the evil oozing out of that house. That all the protections that were put on there are now wearing off. So you have so many different, uh, you have cursed items there. You have haunted you know, items there. Between Annie, yeah. that samurai outfit, the wedding dress, all that stuff is real stuff. Um, Y'all believe in the curse of the hooded chair? Curse of the hooded chair. I've never heard of that. Yeah. No, I didn't either. Okay. There's a painting of Napoleon. Um, he's sitting in a chair, in a hooded chair. And the story goes that uh, he sat in that chair uh, the day before the Battle of uh, Waterloo, the one that he horribly lost. And after that, since the, the chair was bought and passed around, everybody who bought that chair and sat in that chair, they they uh, faced uh, a curse. Something bad has happened. So they lost their jobs. They died. They lost their families. They, they lose everything, pretty much. And everybody who's owned that chair since then has, has faced some kind of issue or problem um, but that chair now sits in a museum and nobody's allowed to sit in it that's crazy wow yeah it's weird how like objects like that can be haunted like and the outcome of messing with something like that is uh not so much fun um i, I right. for the first time I, I haven't had a chance to watch Annabelle comes home up until the other the other day uh me and my girlfriend Honestly, I don't watch those. I, I, I don't. I haven't seen the Conjuring or any of the Annabelle movies, and I refuse to watch those. Why is that? Uh, did we lose just you? Oh, there we go. No, I'm here. Uh, is it just just because you know that's that's not my forte of scary movies. I don't really like watching scary movies based on actual events. I thoroughly believe that there's things in this world you should know, and things that you shouldn't know shouldn't miss with the dead. I agree. And I think that's why those those people there's I think that's why those people when they're making those movies where bad bad crap happens is because they're missing with the dead. 
I think you're right, definitely. Uh, there's definitely things that you should and should not be doing in this world. Messing messing with the dead is definitely one of those things you should not uh, do. Um, or some doors should remain shut. Yeah, exactly, Adam. Because, um, I mean, I, I watch the movies because, honestly, they're the only movies that kind of uh, – I don't know. They're, they're scary because they're based on real events like uh, Freddy Krueger, Jason, Chucky, stuff like that. It doesn't really scare me. Uh, I like Jason sometimes. So if, I told, music killing. So if I told you that Wes Craven actually based Freddy Krueger off a real child murderer, would you believe me? I, I heard that. I heard that. Yeah, he, he based the character Freddy Cougar off of a real child murder. I don't remember the uh, that guy's name, but Wes Craven in an interview, uh, he said that he based based it off. Actually, he based it off a couple of uh, child killers, and then he added his own little twist to it. And I mean. Uh, see, I like, I mean, Jason, I don't think it's too bad because you have that music that goes on and it makes you like, you're like kind of sitting there in anticipation for Jason to pop out of somewhere. Well, that was some weird timing. And all my dogs are by me right now. Okay. Strange. But uh, you have that just you are, know, they, are they sitting there staring at like whole whole uh, sound going on? So you're like waiting for him to jump out. So that part I kind of like. But I do watch the whole uh, Annabelle series and stuff like that. That's based off of true events, just because to me it's a little bit more scary when you know something like that's actually has happened. Um, and if. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I do got to admit, though, I, I, I did see uh, I did see that movie, The Curse of La Llorona. And I got to admit, I was kind of upset with that movie because they didn't really tell it very well. Yeah, I think some sometimes when, when people do movies that are based on real life experiences that they kind of need to stick to the actual real life experience and not play with it too much. Um. Yeah, for Bood, man, I, as I was talking about this, and I, I have all my dogs right by me right now, but something in the kitchen dropped and fell, so that caught my attention. Adam is currently outside, so I know for sure it was not him. But it's just, it's just funny timing because of everything that we're talking about right now. So uh, still very cool. But um, yeah, like that whole the, the animal comes home experience. If if anybody watches that, that teaches you a very very valuable lesson. Do not mess with you know dead people's belongings. Don't mess with cursed stuff. You know, whether you're a believer or not, it's not something you should be messing with. And I think that's what it was that the one girl that went around and pretty much touched everything in that room. She didn't fully believe. She kind of hoped, but she didn't fully believe. Because if you believe, she wouldn't touch any. Uh, 
just because a lot of that stuff, I mean, wedding dress, wedding dress apparently possesses any, any female that wears it and makes them a little bit stronger than they were supposed to be. And then gives you, gives them the intent to kill whoever's, you know, in their way. Um, samurai costume, apparently something that, uh, is so haunted that it, it has its own kind of power and, and moves by itself. Um, Never mind what you wearing. If you if you wear it, you you turn into a, pretty much a, a monster. And I don't mean in, in the physical form. I mean inside, you turn yourself into a monster. Um. So there there was a lot of stuff in there that, uh, that I actually checked out, and uh, it, it's very uh, very much one of those things where you, know, you watch it, you're like, yeah, I would never do that. Never. I mean, at least me, I would never walk around. If somebody said, yeah, this room, everything here is haunted or cursed, you wouldn't see me walking around. I would go in reverse and get out of the room. I'm like, you know, what in the world are you even bringing me into this place for? Not, not something I want to be a part of, you know? Um, but, yeah, there's, there's definitely some really uh, crazy these stories out there especially since when they're based on on true life and like you were saying a lot of the a lot of the true life events uh with the scary story wise they always have something that's happening during the filming and that's probably you're right you know that is probably why those things are happening because you need to let you know things rest sometimes just leave it alone and let it be a good uh tell by story you know tell by mouth I'll make a big giant movie out of it. <laughs> but uh the den man, thank you. That was definitely awesome. Um did you have any other stuff you wanted to, yeah, any I'm other here. stories you wanted to share or Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess we'll try to go a couple times. All right, no problem. Says we have five people online. I only see three. Four will be including myself for some reason. I don't know why they do that. Arrow Slinger, how's it going today? And for Boot, it's probably still on, but it doesn't show me that he's on. So I don't understand why they why they should have like a whole list. They should be able to adjust. I knew you were, sir, because when you leave, you normally let us know that you're heading out. So thank you. Yes, happy Friday. Thank goodness it's Friday. Because I'm taking this has been this has been a rough freaking week, man. Um Get to relax all weekend. I'm taking the weekend completely off. Maybe. Uh, possibly. I don't know yet. I oh, might yeah. do something. Mm. I'm doing squat. <laughs> hey, you need some goat juice? Uh, yeah. It tells me that that these guys that pod me take a lot of time off. They need to work harder. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. 
I think the, I think you're right, though. I think the people at Podbean need to work a little harder to fix some of these issues. I mean, it's a great, great uh, podcast platform, but um, they got some issues that need to be fixed, man. Like, I should be able to put a link in here, and you should be able to click on it, check it out, and see what I'm talking about. You know, even if we're possibly doing a watch along. You sit there and watch the, the video together and then later on see what you thought about the video. But that's not even a possibility. You, I have to put it in there. Then you have to copy and paste it, it you know, or copy and pasta. <laughs> uh, that, that Adam always says. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's craziness. Um, and uh, Arrow Slinger, man, thank you for uh, – joining the show hope you're enjoying the show and for everybody else out that's out there that's actually listening to the show when it's not on the air live because i will be publishing the show um please hit us up with a like follow us and if you have a twitter hit us up monster investigators of america on twitter also our facebook monster investigators of america on facebook what's something i wanted to bring you we have a discord adam has been slacking almost every single time i've done a podcast and he has not put our discord up uh, that's the one thing I count him to do, and he has not done it in for probably two weeks. Uh, I've been trying to do it, but I can't always find it because of how many times I, I post on Twitter, it it's, gets harder and harder to find every time. So, right, give me a second, I got it. So he says, um, but yeah, I, I think there's a couple improvements that are definitely needed with the the Podbean platform. Um. I think I should be able to look at every listener in here. You know, unfortunately, I, I can't. I, I see two listeners right now, and if I move the thing slightly, I see three, and that's three tops. It shows that there's five in a room. For whatever reason, they count me as one of them. Again, I think that's stupid as well. But what do you want? Okay. Um, we've been talking about doing the uh, haunted dolls for a while now, and I'm thinking. What might be really cool <clears throat> is either say tomorrow or Sunday, do a podcast, and even if I'm not here, I can do a call in on my personal computer, and we can have Squishy and the bot there for it. Uh, I don't know about having Squishy on the actual show because we like to sometimes, uh, especially if we have certain guests on the show, which I haven't seen him in a while, so kind of. I'm kind of wondering what the heck happened to him. You're gonna have to put down a few nice caps uh, disclaimer. No, I seen caps yesterday, but yeah, actually, caps is a pretty good, uh, pretty good example too. Love you to death, caps, but man, it's not a kid-friendly show. Matter of fact, I did. Uh, I'm, I've been making sure hey, we're showing up there? on all platforms across uh, Pandora, Google, uh, iTunes. And I put yeah. us down as I think it's a uh, NC seventeen. So we're rated NC seventeen, even though hmm. thankfully there's not a lot of tripping going on. But when we have certain guests on here, uh, like like Milton, for instance, <laughs> Milton likes the cursing. He dropped the f bomb almost every other word. Uh, so. I have to tell Milton to chill out a little bit because we tried it our hardest to keep it. I hear you. Because um, we're not really about that. 
about the whole cursing the whole time, even though we'll, we'll, we'll do it ourselves every now and then just to see if he catches us off guard. Um, but that's why, that's why I, I like when I do my shows, I like to mark it off, but explicit just in case, you know, you get random people on your podcast that, that just like every other word's a cuss word and you're like, Whoa, slow down champ. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's when we have uh, Milton on the show. Sometimes yeah. he'll just call in and talk or, uh, get his point, give his point of things when we're listening to a story and every other word he drops the F on every other word. I'm like, Milton. <laughs> Man, I'm like, oh, this is supposed to be a PG-13 show. Could you just keep? Could you just maybe kill it? Keep the f bombs to every I don't know five words at least. Right. <laughs> if I got that old program, it does a beep every time a customer like you were talking to R2D2. <laughs> yeah, that's true. True that. That's that's funny. That's a good that's a good analogy. R2D2. <laughs> So you have a you have another uh, story you'd like to share with us? Uh, what kind do you want? Hey man, uh, we're we're any anything. It could be anything: cryptid, paranormal, aliens, UFOs. We don't mind, and even outside that square, sometimes we we definitely get lost. And when it comes to certain cut, I had a person call in, and he was talking about the well, night before that he just hung out drinking. So. <laughs> Well, have y'all have y'all seen that new uh, Unsolved Mysteries show on Netflix? I was actually going to watch that yesterday. Uh, I ended up pulling up something. Else. I highly recommend it. I I love how they revamped it and they they changed it to where you know it's more thorough on the stories compared to like the uh, Robert Stack or the De- Dennis Farina uh, Unsolved Mysteries, where the, the stories were kind of brief. They kind of but they they summarize everything in there, but it was brief. Here it's each story is like an hour long and it gives you full details and pictures of the crime scenes and stuff, those that involve crime scene and actual uh, honestly the reenactments, the, the, the way they filmed those are so awesome uh, with the, the CGI and stuff that they use, it's pretty cool I highly, do. I highly recommend that, anybody who's listening uh, to the podcast, if you want to watch it watch it uh, so I'm definitely gonna check it out because I, I was actually trying to. I was gonna watch it yesterday, and then um, I had a guest call in, and he was telling me about. Let me see if I could. Oh, of course, that's not on here now. Um, he was telling me about something else, this Berkshire, which is a town apparently that something that has something major to do with UFOs and aliens. And I don't think it was – it wasn't on All Solved, Unsolved Mysteries. It was on one of the other shows. And um, I was trying to check it out. He said it was on Netflix, but I couldn't find it anywhere on Netflix. Another good show I recommend if you haven't heard of it or haven't seen them. Uh, it's called Beyond Belief Factor Fiction. And they give you some, like, trippy stories. But they make it fun because they'll tell you, like, five stories. And out of the five stories, either two or three of them are real, and then they'll go and explain more about the story, which is really cool. It's really fun how they do it. See, to me, that sounds that does sound pretty cool. Uh, just for the fact that, like, you're, you know, you get to opinion what you think is real, what you think isn't real. They came out with Untold Mysteries again. Yeah, we're yes, they conversation. did. I won. I didn't realize they came out. With they just. He just they they finished volume one. They finished volume one. Uh, volume two will be coming out sometime next year. They said. Ma used to drive me nuts with this show. 
Unsolved, yeah, I love uh, Unsolved Mysteries. The, the old one, even though, like, like the Dan is saying, like, it was kind of sure. short with the story wise. They, but if they're making this one longer, it's going to be that much better. Indeed, it is. So, uh, do y'all ever hear about that story where uh, it's, it took place in New Mexico? Y'all know what Trinity is, right? And the military base. That's out there in New Mexico by Trinity. Yes. Okay. Well, in between, uh, there's I don't remember the name of that city and that the military base. It's like all desert. There's no man's land. There's nobody that lives there. They're straight out land. Well, this one gentleman, he went, he went uh, hunting. He was like hunting for I, I don't know what animal he was hunting for, but he was he found this cave-like structure and he walked in and it was inside like a mountain. But if you look at the cave entrance, it's, it looks just like a crack. You wouldn't even tell it's a cave entrance. But he went in and he said he found numerous tr uh, chests full of gold, jewelries, golden plates, chalices, and uh, he found swords. He, he found like so many like artifacts and things that it was worth millions uh, at that time. God knows how much it should be worth now, but uh, but he went to go, and it was on his property. He owned that property, so he tried claiming over there you have to you find anything of value. Uh, well, actually, he didn't own the land at first. He went to go buy the land, so he bought the land, and then he had to buy like the minerals, the uh, Minerals and, and uh, there's a thing called uh, finders, uh, a, a finders ownership. And when he told when he told the company that was holding the that does the paperwork and puts it to the government, he told them what he found because he, he has to tell them what he found that what he wants to find. They supposedly uh, lost his paperwork, and the government. See, stuff like that to me is, is crazy. And it also, you kind of, I believe that the government gets involved with certain things, like especially when people people sit there and they say that they've seen something, whether it's a. Well, no, well, well, let, let me finish. Okay, so so the government found out that what they what that guy found, but then the government says, well, wait a minute, that's not your property, even though you bought it. That's. Uh, our property, because that's still part of the, uh, the testing grounds, the so-called testing grounds. So uh, what that gentleman did was him and his wife were slowly pulling the gold and all that stuff out, but they didn't pull it all out. And uh, he, uh, the government supposedly, according to the people, that the, because they've been fighting for years to try to get the rights to the rights back of, of that land and the, and the gold and stuff that was in there that they, they think the government took all that out and they put explosives at the entrance and buried the cave so nobody can get in. Hmm. But supposedly there's still tons of gold left in, in that cave in that mountain hmm. or mountain-like structure. That's, see, that's crazy. Interesting. That's crazy. It almost sounds like uh what happened with the, what is it, the uh, Shawnee Bean claim from Scotland, if you ever heard that one? Uh, no, do tell. Oh, it's, um, 
I think this was 1500 Scotland. There was an entire clan, it was like a whole family group, had taken residence up in this cave, you know, not far outside the King's Highway. And this, I really, I'm probably not going to do the story justice, but for, I think it's almost 20 years, this family would go and they would catch people just traveling down the road. They would jump them, kill them, take all their belongings, and eat both the, the person that they just attacked and their horses. And they did this for years upon years. And the only reason that they got <clears throat> caught was as there was a uh, festival in the nearby town. <clears throat> and one of the people going to the festival was a uh, knight and his wife. And as it was back then, he had his sword on him and he goodness he had taken out i believe it was three of this cannibalistic scottish clan unfortunately they had pulled his wife off the back of their horse and he had gone back and he tried to you know get them off of his wife unfortunately she was already dead and had bites taken out of her uh this Man fought with enough ferocity that this Shawnee Bean clan had just, you know, they ran off. They weren't expecting this much of a fight, I guess. And, so, you know, your night soldier or what have you had gone to the town, let him know what happened. Word got all the way up to the king. Oh, goodness, Gunner. Come on, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, the dog's getting very affectionate. They had gone back and they had backtracked this group and it was, they found body parts like arms and barrels. It, it was absolutely disgusting. There had been a lot of inbreeding cannibalism. I mean, just all the worst stuff. There was one daughter apparently that had gotten away and was going by a, uh, fake name and she had planted a fairy tree but i think it was like 12 years before now you you know the legends of the fairy tree right right yeah well i know the i know the legends that you're i know what you're talking about right now too and i mean it's the fairy trees are very enwrapped in scottish legend you know you, you plant it next to your home for you know all the good fairies to live and hers had grown in twisted it was just massive and dark and very evil looking tree and it came out that she was one of the i mean it was ended up being an absolute bloodbath it was really wild the story actually um i believe one of my favorite scottish commentators did a video about uh count dankula yeah he did <laughs> I definitely, I definitely recommend you checking Count Dankula out on YouTube. He is mad lads are uh, entertaining, and he definitely he knows a lot about history. 
and the way that he brings you know history to life is <laughs> super cool. So <laughs> funny is all get along too. All right, so I think what do you think? About time to wrap it up, man. Well, I was actually just thinking the same thing. So uh, we're going to get ready to wrap it up for today. I, this has actually gone way longer than what I was planning on because I've been super tired and exhausted all day today. Um, I normally start between yeah, guys, 7 o'clock in the morning. Yep. Great show as always. Uh, 7 o'clock in the morning and, and 9 o'clock in the morning. And Dan, definitely a pleasure. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for sharing your stories as well. And not just your stories, but also – the uh, information and background on um, some of the Native Americans' uh, legends and culture. Uh, so awesome. Thank you again for, for sharing that with us. Um, cool. So I'm going to do what I normally do. We're going to uh, wrap things up uh, as soon as we can. Anybody, please hit us up with a follow and a like and comment also. The more likes that we get um, – and the more shares we get, the better the show uh, goes, the higher rank in the show. So I did check into it. So the more that you like us, the more people like us, the more people that download our show, uh, the higher in the ranking system that we go. You can find us on anywhere uh, where podcasts can be found, whether it's iTunes, Google, uh, Pandora. We will be there. Um so until next time, I hope you all have a wonderful day. Be safe out there. Look out for one another. And please don't forget, try to do one thing out of your way today. Do something nice for somebody else. Take care. Until next time, I'll see you on the flip side. Take it easy. Have fun. That is the, that, that's all you got? Yeah, that's all I got. Um, I'm kind of brain dead right now. I mean, I'm still baked from freaking Tuesday. Um, I'm not getting started. Y'all have a good day. <laughs> <laughs>